Welcome to DNA of a Dangerous Church. Get ready for powerful and practical insight on how to let the supernatural power of God loose in your life. Join your host and anointed guests for a crash course of equipping to release God's mighty authority, healing, prophecy, leadership, spiritual warfare, and evangelism. And now, your host, international speaker, author, revivalist, and prophetic voice, Pastor Ren Shuffman. Hey everybody, welcome to DNA of a Dangerous Church. We have an amazing broadcast for you today. I'm so excited about our guest that's on here. Our guest was just recently on Elijah's streams. He's on television all the time. He has an amazing prophetic voice and I believe what he's gonna say to you today is gonna impact you and empower you to walk into this next season in victory and to walk in more. So let's bring him on. Today I am joined with Pastor Manuel Johnson. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor, thank you for allowing me on this wonderful DNA of Dangerous Church. Wow, just the title alone gives you the goosebumps, the Holy Ghost goosebumps. God bless you, all your saints out there. It's good to be here. And uh, hey, I'm from California, so you know, hello. <laughs> yeah, we're going to forgive you. I'm bringing you on and we're going to forgive you. Many people know that I was born and raised in California and I moved away from there and you haven't caught that yet, but that's okay. That's okay. We're all work in progress. Jesus is working on all of us. No, I'm just kidding. We got lots of listeners from LA. Uh, I love going out there and ministering and I got to spend some time with you when I was out there yeah. in LA, just talking about the, the word of God and talking about what God is doing through our ministries. And I knew immediately that I had to have you on to come on and talk a little bit about the seasons and what God is doing Amen. right now. That's right. Um, before we jump into that, for people that may not be familiar yet with your ministry, give them a little bit of an elevator pitch. Tell them a little bit about your ministry. Our ministry is called Mega Praise Ministries. The Lord blessed us. And I used to work many, many years in the medical center. And so the Lord pulled me out of that and called me to full-time ministry uh, to partner with my dear wife, Shiva Johnson. My God, thank you, Lord, for everything he's been doing. We, we love to operate in a five-fold ministry. And we're, as you know, we're, we're in California. We have two locations. We're going to make them one eventually. But, I, you know, the main thing is that for us to, to, to get the gospel out, we want to preach the cross to the lost. It is extremely important. And we are living in a time where people need to hear the gospel, saints. Not the gospel, but the gospel. It is so vital. This is, has always been the answer. It's always will be the answer. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. That is the good news. That is the good news. And that is the commission that God has given us, me and my wife, and we're going to do it. We're just, we're just blessed to be part of the body of Christ. We're blessed to be a, a, a part of what's happening. And many of you have heard me say it on different networks, especially Elijah Stream. I don't follow the media, which I call the media nights. I, I'm sure the media nights. I follow the Lord Jesus. So, I, so the Lord has given me a special gift. And many of us have gifts. We have to continue to walk in them. And one of the gifts he's given me is the gift to see what's happening behind the scenes, what's, what heaven's doing, what God is doing. Because at the end of the day, it's not about what, the, what you're hearing on the media or what you're hearing in the White House. It's about what God is doing. At the end of the day, we're living in glory days, not gloomy days. I'm going to say it again. We're living in glory days, not gloomy days. 
those that have their eyes on the Lord, you you know you you will you will be able to uh, bear witness of what I'm saying. We are living in glory days. But Come on. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me. I went a little, but I whoa, I'm just well, I love it. Come on. Holy let's, Ghost is moving. Woo. Let's let's get some glory on this broadcast. I believe that God has has revealed that to you. And, and a lot of people they do struggle with that because they look around at the exterior, they look at the mm -hmm. outside, mm -hmm. and they see the gloomy of the world. Right. And, and for a lot of uh, believers, it's really hard mm -hmm. for us to put our our mindset uh, the way that Jesus said our mindset when the disciples said, "How will we know that you're coming?" He didn't say, oh, well, you know, everything's going to be hunky-dory. You'll, you'll see angels uh, glowing mm. on mountaintops. He said, look for gloomy days. Mm. You know, he said, you know, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. And, and, and they said, how will we know you're coming? And he said, look for the gloomy days. So the, the gloomy days a lot of times is an indicator that glory is also coming. Like you Come said. On. But but a lot of us can't see anything past the gloomy. And so you've had this unique ability to kind of see what heaven is doing uh, right. outside of the natural eye into the supernatural eye. You've had right. encounters with heaven. Tell us a little bit about that so people know uh, what's going on in the supernatural. You know, when I got born again, I'm going to be honest with you, I really got born again. I mean, it wasn't a, a little twinkle, twinkle, little star. It, I was born again. It was, it was real. Now you have to understand, I didn't understand all this, but I knew that I was born again. I knew that Jesus had saved me. Uh, Pastor, I'm going to tell you something. Everything changed in my life. The thing, the way I thought, the way I looked at things, it all had changed because I really got born again, saints. I didn't do drugs. I didn't do all that. I wasn't in trouble with the police. So it wasn't one of those kind of transformation. I just, I was a sinner in need of a savior. I'm being honest with you. I took, I was a good boy growing up. I, I they called me the teacher's pet, believe it, you know. So, so I don't have one of those, you know, stories where there was nothing in me. And that the only thing that, that needed to be done was I was a sinner in need of a savior. And I had to understand that, that my own goodness was not enough. It was filthy before the Lord. And I wasn't someone that went to church on Sundays. But this was, for some reason, I felt, oh, I need to go to church. And it was this hick town church in Topanga Canyon with maybe about 15 members. And I come walking in there. And I'm I'm in the back, and I don't even remember what, the, what had happened. I don't even remember what the sermon was. But this wonderful old pastor said, if anybody would like to receive Jesus. I can't explain it. But my arms went like that and my other arms went like that. And I felt something lifting me at that time. I didn't know what was going on, but I felt something lifting me, just literally moving me to the front of the altar. I was the only one that day. And the pastor said, would you like, young man, would you like to see Jesus, receive Jesus? I said, yes. And he went into a little bit. I, I, I know I knew a little bit about the Christian background because I'm familiar with that. But it all made sense that day. I'll just say that much. My eyes were open. My spirit was open. And everything had changed. And since I'm going to tell you something, work wasn't the same anymore. I had this urge to seek God. Sunday church, Wednesday midweek service, it was great, but it wasn't enough for me. I needed, I, I had an urge to seek God. And I took a vacation, a one week vacation. All I wanted to do was to seek God. So I didn't know what to do. So the same hours I was at work, I decided I was going to use most of those hours to seek God and pray. I didn't speak in tongues. I didn't have any of those gifts yet. 
And, and Pastor Ren, I would get up in the morning around 4 a.m. in the morning. And I had a roommate, you know, living with me at that time. So I couldn't do anything there. And I would go in the garage where my car was parked at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I would just cry out. I didn't even know what I was crying out for. You know, I would say, Lord, Lord, I want more of you. And I was doing this for hours. I'd go in at four. Sometimes I wouldn't I wouldn't finish until 10. Some of the neighbors heard me <clears throat> and they yelled at me. Shut up. What do you who do you think you are? Yeah, you know, I kept crying out. They actually heard me. I didn't know they were hearing. I kept crying out. I said, I don't care. Lord, I want you. Come on. Well, I remember I did this from Monday all the way up to Thursday. Thursday morning, that's when the Lord met me. Now, you have to understand, I'm still a freshly new Christian. I'm, I'm about to get up to go pray again. And this time, the Lord met me before it happened and he gave me an out-of-body experience. That's what I'm coming to right now. This is when all this stuff started to happen to me. And he took me to the heavens. Saints, there's more than one heaven, okay? And I'm not talking about the demonic realm. I'm talking about heavens. There's more. There's the main. There's a main heaven. But there's other heavens and that you, you'll learn when you when you read the Bible's in there. Heavens of heavens. You'll see people talk about that. But there's a main heaven. That's where God's throne is. Oh, glory to God. And pastor, I saw some things like even to this day that it's, it's hard to utter. But three things happen. I experienced unconditional love. I thought my parents loved me, my mom and dad, and they do. But I experienced unconditional love that is no, it's not even here on this earth. Unconditional forgiveness and unconditional acceptance. Those three things happened to me all at once. Bang. The beam, the, 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 the love of God, the, the, the forgiveness of God, the acceptance of God had nothing to do with my creed, religion, uh, culture, whoever I was, it was nothing. It was like I was his creation. He loved me with an unconditional love. And I prayed. And as I was in this level, God showed me things. And because I was a still brand new Christian, I didn't understand everything. But to make a long story short, I was brought back into my body. And I remember watching myself descend back on earth. I saw the apartment I lived in. I saw the roof. I, I went right through. And then I was standing in my apartment and I could see my body. Saints, I'm going to tell you something. You, we, we have this, this is just a shell. We spend billions of dollars. I'm, I'm going to say it to try to glorify this. I saw this is just a shell. We got a glorified body waiting for us, saints. I'm telling you. I saw when you see yourself out of your body and you see it, you see it in a different platform. You don't see the way we see it when we look at through a three-dimensional mirror. When I was outside of my body watching it, Pastor Ren, I did not have the cares that we all have when we're in our body. It was different. And I remember when the Lord put me back in, he had said, I have caught you. He told me about he wanted me to be a mouthpiece. He told me uh, other things that he had for my life. And he put me back in. And I can't explain the way he did it. But it was like some kind of something's not it's not here on earth. There's no way you can duplicate it. But it was a supersonic speed. All I remember was 
getting this supersonic speed from being standing with Jesus. But there were angels watching over me. There were angels watching my body. as So I guess so no one can enter it. Nothing can nothing can enter it. And I was like, done. That's the best way I can say it. I got in it. I remember waking up and I stood up. I go, what just happened? And at that time, I couldn't see Jesus anymore, but I can hear him. And he said, continue to do what you've been doing, going downstairs in the garage, seeking me. And I continued that. And my life has never been the same since. And since then, he's allowed me to do time travel, time travel forward and time travel backwards. Yes. He's allowed me to visit heaven, see certain things in heaven. He's allowed me to see things. He's allowed me to see the future that goes on in our nation. And I would tell people that, you know, everyone has been, they've been talking about globally about my situation with 2022 time travel. But that's not the first. This is that's just a handful of many time travels. And, and, you know, it just this is the first that it's been on this platform, this kind of a platform. That's all. God is very well seasoned me in this in this uh, mantle that he's given me. And it's not a mantle that I can control. I can't just say, OK, I want to go there. 2030, let's do it. No, it's something he decides. He makes this decision and then he allows me to. You know, observe and think. Sometimes I am interacting in the time travels, and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm just observing. So these aren't just like prophetic words that are coming to you. These are like full-on visitations of. Yeah, because like you know, a a prophetic word it would technically fall under that time travel, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm seeing something. You know, if I prophesy and say this will happen to you by Mm -hmm. December, you know, and I'm I'm declaring I see something for their future. But this is you're there in that moment. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. You know, I was there in 2001, February of 2001. I saw two. I saw the Twin Towers before they got hit. In February of 2001, God took me to a time travel. I told the church about it. It's all, Pastor, Pastor, it's all documented. They remember. I wasn't a pastor then, not back then. But I gave a testimony and I said, I, I, I said, I know how to explain this. I said, I told him, I said, I don't know how to explain this. But I went to New York. We go, what? I said, no, I went to you. I said, God took me to New York. This was before it happened. It was February of 2001. And I said, he took me to New York. And this is what I saw. I was in front of these two tall tower buildings. And I saw two planes crashing into the building. And everybody in in that service looked at me crazy. At that time, they were, you know, because like I said, I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't any of that. So they called me Brother Manny. They looked at me crazy. What are you talking? I said, I'm telling you, I saw... God took me. I was there in New York. I told the people, I said, I am telling you as I'm sitting here, there's two planes that were crashed into the two twin towers. And everybody looked at me crazy. The pastor looked at me crazy. He says, what are you? I said, I'm being honest with you. I said, I don't, I didn't ask for this pastor. I don't know why it's happening to me, but I was taken into the future. Well, with these, well, when is this going to happen? Can we pray it off? I go, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it did happen. It was real. I was, I was there. I was running with the people when the first plane crashed. I, I ran in and I looked up. I had me look up again. And, and not too long after that, a second crash. I'm telling you, those two buildings are going down. I experienced the saints. 
I, in, in 2007, I became more seasoned. In it. I said, there's going to be a black president. I told many pastors, I said, this is going to be a black president. He's going to do two terms. And I said, I see there's going to be a market crash. It's going to be a major market crash. We're going to have, we're going to have a black president. He's going to do two terms. There's going to be a market, a market crash like you wouldn't believe. They all looked at me once again with disbelief. Every time I go do these time travels, Pastor, it's the circumstances in the natural doesn't look it. But I said, I don't care. And I'm just giving you a few. And it's not to accredit me. This is all God. And there's many people that are probably watching us that may have had the same experience. You know, and we all probably you know many of us, we know some of the prophets, but we all, but God put certain people on platforms as a voice. That's as a voice to encourage the people. I'm telling you right now, like I, I completely agree with you and I completely know because my mother, you know, I've never talked about this on any platform ever, but my mother came to me the day before uh, the planes crashed and told me it was going to happen. She saw it as well. So she Ooh. had that visitation or uh, a vision Ooh. of those planes crashing in there. She never told anybody because she didn't have a platform or wasn't anybody, but That's she right. saw that the day before. And I remember that very clearly. I've never talked about it. So it's absolutely true. And there are others other people who walk in this and and yes, we need to be uh, the Bible is clear, like judge the spirit, right? Two or three prophesy and the church should judge, but we need to make room. I think for people to be able to step into this, this mantle or this gifting that's on their life and be able to express it because on the outside, you know, just like what you said, everyone looked at you like you're crazy. You don't, you're, you're not pastor Manny. You don't have a public platform yet, no. but the no. Lord, has has given you this gifting and there has to be a way for that to break out there's probably someone on here right here that says man i i see things like that but nobody's gonna listen to me i'm gonna sound crazy what would be your advice to somebody that's on here and and they're wanting to step up into that of you know you're gonna release this you know it's gonna sound crazy do you just do it anyways anytime you receive anything like that you test your own spirit okay this is what gideon did in the book of judges all right, he, he, this guy wasn't hearing from God all the time. It just happened to him. And he wanted to make sure he was hearing from God because he did not have any other confirmation. And at that time, when Gideon was called, he did not have a platform. God was starting to give him a platform. And so you have to understand God, Gideon continued to ask God, Lord, don't be mad. I, I just need to know that you're with me and that this thing is happening. And there's sometimes, sometimes you can't get anyone to bear witness with you. Did Noah have anybody to bear witness with him? No. Noah said, a flood is coming. So, but but then there's times where God would bring someone in. But if you don't have anybody, that hope the spirit of God will bring you with, bear witness with you. When you get these things, look what the Habakkuk said. Write it down. Write it down, especially when it's fresh revelation. You don't want to wait a week or two weeks to write this stuff down because you will lose things. And you start, then speak it, Lord. Did you speak to me about this? Remember Samson's mother. She needed confirmation. Her husband said, hey, if this is true, have the, have the angel of God come back and talk to you again. He did. God, many times when I didn't have anyone around me to bear witness, this has happened every single time. I would ask the Lord, show me again. Show me again. And he would do it. Daniel went through time travel. Apostle yeah. John went through time travel. He saw things way before, way. I mean, we're talking thousands of years. So it's in the scriptures. Come on. That's right. So, so that's not a problem. 
sometimes things can come to you that is so out there. If there's no one around you to talk to or someone doesn't get it because they're not on that platform. You go back to God. You said, Lord, did you speak to me? Yeah, I need to hear from you again. And I've, I've done that. That's been my, my two. And there's been confirmation too, because we hear, I mean, I know the person in China that, that had the same experience as me, but I know the Lord, but there God, there are times God will send someone to you to give you a confirmation or a part of confirmation, or they may be having the same experience, but if not write it down, go over it, go before God and say, Lord, did you speak to me? He will come. Believe me when you're not sure what's going on, but you're seeking after an answer. God will come. I'll tell you this because I'm pastoral, just like this, just like pastor in it. I'll give you scriptures behind it. Samuel didn't know certain things when he was a little boy. He only knew just the protocol of, of taking care of, of the tabernacle. But God called him several times. He got up. He went to Eli. He called me. We all know this. Well, many of us do. Eli said, I didn't call you. Go sit down. But what happened on the third time? Eli realized, wait a minute. This, this, he's not just hearing voices. This is, this is probably the Lord. And he, Eli says, if the voice comes again, Yes, servant, your servant hears. But that's powerful. Yeah. When God is showing us, hey, seek me, you will find me. So the voice came and called Samuel twice, Samuel, Samuel. He said, yes, Lord, speak. And from that point on, there was confirmation and God started to deal. Saints, if God would reach out in the Old Testament, how much more in the New Testament? And I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit has never let me down. So when we, we have a word like that, we're unsure about it. It, yeah. it. It's not out of a lack of faith. It's just, Lord, did I hear that right? Then then the process there is that we ask the Lord, show me again, just like with Samuel, what Eli yeah. told Samuel. Right? That's a perfect example that's scripturally based. And, and we have to remember and take God at his word that he's a good father. And a good father, if you say, wait, can you say that again? Because I want to make sure I heard you clear. A good father doesn't say, boy, listen, the first time I'm done with you. That, that's not how that works. If we would just want to make sure we got clear direction, that goes with the heart of who God is and how he wants to include us in the conversation. Yes. Uh, that's so good. And, and, and that's so helpful for so many people that are on here that are trying to expand their prophetic voice, what they see, you know, Habakkuk 2, uh, verse 2, I'll stand on my ramparts and watch to see what the Lord will say to me. And mm. I will write it down, make, make the vision clear. It's really important that we watch to see what the Lord will say. I mean, and that confuses people many times because they say, well, why would I look? At what he's saying, I would listen for that. Many times the Lord will speak to prophets or through prophetic ways, through visions and dreams. He'll give you those visions and dreams. So it's so important. One of my things is I have to ask him again. I don't have a choice in asking him again. I have these dreams where God encounters me in my dreams and mm. I wake up and, and my spirit, there's a sense all over me that God has encountered me but I have no Ooh. recollection. It fades away as soon as I wake up. Some wow. of my best sermons were lost to me in the three seconds I woke up and scrambled for a pen and then it would just fade away. And I'm mm. like, Lord, that was good. Lord, that was such a good message. Why didn't you give me time? Why can't I ever remember them? And he says, it'll pop up out of your spirit when you need it. Don't worry. Ooh. Like he's just uh, pouring into me to, to the point where literally I was in LA 
when I was with you, I was in LA. It was on Saturday. We, we got together a couple of days later, but on Saturday, my evangelist in the morning told me, he says, I, you know, he's sharing the bed next to me. And he says, I woke up at three in the morning and he goes, and I didn't know why I woke up. I was just up suddenly. And he goes, and then after being up for a minute, you began to talk in your sleep. And, and I had this encounter with the Lord in my sleep where Ooh. the Lord had taken me into heaven. I didn't remember it in the morning. I had to pray about it. This is exactly going with what you said. So I'm going to relate this. So it sinks in. I had to pray about it because I did not remember when I woke up in the morning, I knew I'd had an encounter with the Lord. Something I sensed it, but I had no clue. And I'm huh, okay. One more of those. But he says, no, I was awake and you began to talk in your sleep and I wrote it down. That's what happened. He wrote it down for me. And he says, here it is. It says, uh, I see it on paper. A wind is coming. And then I began to praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so when I sought the Lord and said, Lord, what was I looking at on paper? What is this wind you're talking about? Um, you know, I just wrote a charisma article on this. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, but I wrote it on this and, and I had to go back to him and ask him what it was. And he began to real reveal it to me that I was in heaven and he was standing there on a table of strategy and they were strategizing what was going to happen. And he, sh and I saw written on the paper that a wind was coming. I, I won't go into all the details of that, but I experienced the same thing. I had to go back in and ask the Lord uh, mm. what it was to confirm it. Tell me what I saw. So the exact process you're talking about is exactly what I just went through. So that's mm -hmm. so good and so helpful for so many people on here. Wow. Ask the Lord, help me remember my dreams. Because saints, the scripture says we know in part. A part of that is so that we will seek the Lord. Many times we won't get the whole enchiladas. Because many times we'll get something and we'll run with it without fully instructions. We we if they if, when it comes from the kingdom, I guarantee you, you need kingdom instructions after that. Because we can run with something. That's why the dreams and visions and experiences is in part. But we go to the Lord. So we Lord show me what is my part in this. What is it that you have me to do? And sometimes you would he will have you pray. Sometimes you're on the back, you're on the uh, back line where you pray and intercede. Sometimes God would have you to release it to people, you know, however it is. So everything is different on why he reveals it to you. I, I get a lot of, of dreams uh, about a lot of actors and, and uh, celebrities who I don't even follow. But I know God is concerned about their soul. And he's using me to pray for them and intercede and it opens a portal that God would visit them and I thank the Lord for what he's doing and now I haven't even revealed this he had only been on Elijah's stream on give me the good stuff so I'm gonna release it right now come on I actually had a dream very powerful dream about Biden and Saints we got to pray for his soul I'm telling you, we got to pray for his soul. In the dream, his soul, not him, his soul was crying out to me. Got to pray for his soul. He knows what he's doing is evil. Listen to me. The flesh doesn't want to change in him. The flesh wants to follow the evil stuff that's going on. He knows in the dream. He confessed it. 
that he got in illegally. In the dream. He was confessing it to me. Wow. In the dream. But the, then all of a sudden, the soul of him cried out, help me. I'm going to hell. This is powerful. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a big problem right now going on in the White House. It is a battle between good and evil. But God has his country in his hand. God has his country in his, in his hand. He has our nation. Lord, tell the, tell, ask the Lord, the God of harvest, to wake up these sleeping pastors that don't know what's going on, that's following the wrong spirit. That's following the wrong spirit. This same thing happened in the days of Hitler. Hitler made these whopping promises to these churches. And it was a deception. And many of the pastors in that day followed Hitler and ended up sending many of God's saints to the slaughter. I never thought God would give me a dream about 46, but he did. So I saw the natural and the spiritual part. Um, this is this is saints. This is serious. There is a vicious, a vicious warfare going on in the White House and in God's house of the minds of God's people and God's shepherds. And we have to stand on God's side. It took less than 40 days for Israel to forget the goodness of God. What he did for them in Egypt, how he got them out of Egypt. It took less than 40 days. And even when Moses showed up, Pastor in, even when Moses showed up, he was still only to get, he was still only able to get one tribe on his side. Hmm. Even when Moses confronted 12 tribes, the conviction only hit one tribe. And we're seeing these kind of days. Well, God is showing the difference between the tares and the weeds, the kittens and the lions, the chickens and the eagles. Hmm. The season we're living in is glory seasons because when God moves his glory, he exposes the evil and light shines in the darkness is what we're seeing. We're not living. I know people there. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there. That's saying, you know, rapture is, is going to happen. I'm sorry, saints. Uh, I'm saying it in a good way. Mm -mm. Lord has already showed me the future. And we are far from that. This is not, you know, this is not the great escape. This is a great harvest that's coming in. Come on. And not, and not a harvest where we're saying, oh, there's revival happening in Oklahoma and in, 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 uh, some small church. No, 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 no. We're talking nationally and internationally harvest. Whoa. Medium sized church. Thank you. Yes. Medium. Medium sized. In Oklahoma. Thank you. In Oklahoma. <laughs> some people. Go ahead. Love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I'm talking same thing in California. It's not going to be, oh, it's here in California. Oh, it's here in Florida. Oh, it's here in Texas. No, 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 no. Remember the scripture, saints. And Joel, remember it and Acts. 
in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We're walking into a global glory of God's movement. Come on. Where not one man or one woman or one ministry is going to get all the highlights. It's God's move of hand. And when we study the scriptures, we see that God always exposes. I want you to understand the timeline we're living in. I've been saying this since, oh, I've been saying this since February of this year. Red Sea Miracle. You're going to get exposure. You're going to get all of that. You're going to get all kinds of frauds being exposed, indictments, you name it. But that ain't going to do it. What's going to change what you what we what we're seeing will be God's right righteous arm. The Lord is not allowing man to get the glory. You have to understand, and I I know and I know Pastor Ren is going to really love this nugget. Pharaoh was only allowed to see the plagues. He was only warned about the plagues in Egypt. But he wasn't warned about the last judgment on the Red Sea. God never mm. warned. Remember that. There's always an act that God will do where he ain't telling too many people. Mm, that's oh. good. And we're, with you, what's happening now in our nation, God is ruling them into the final chapter of this mess. Oh, glory to God. So that's why everyone's saying, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How come we haven't? Because. A lot of the plans has been happening. Exposure, enemy's been knowing, and it's been happening. And each time, it, what happens whenever something gets exposed? The media knights cover it up. Just like what happened in the time of Egypt. There would be a plague. Pharaoh will what? Change his mind. I'm not going to let them go. Okay? So you have this one major plague where the deaf angel comes in, but they were also warned about it. Pharaoh was warned about it. Remember that it was, you know, but he wasn't one about the Red Sea because God that the Red Sea miracle. I, Pastor, and I hope you preach on this. I'm telling you, I'm making my Sunday notes right now. The yeah. Red Sea miracle. That's why the Red Sea miracle is the kind where God gets total glory in there. What does it say in the book of Exodus? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost bumps on me. He says, I will gain glory. Whoa. Over all the Egyptians this day, Moses. He never says you will. He said he never said Moses will. He never says Israel. He says, I will gain glory. Finally, I will gain glory over this whole thing. And this is the first time Moses actually said, This chapter is coming to an end. He didn't say it in Egypt, he said it at the Red Sea. The Egyptians you see today, you will see no more. He's saying this chapter is coming to an end. It ain't gonna be prolonged anymore. We ain't gonna have any more of these issues, these tug of wars. It's this done. Moses didn't even know the final plan until the last second. Read the scriptures. Yeah. That's Moses right. didn't know. They were rerouted. Pastor, they were rerouted when they came out of Egypt. They were rerouted. Think about that. They were stuck in a place. At least in Egypt, they have a place to run. 
but they didn't have a place to run at the Red Sea. So God would allow a circumstance to become to the boiling point, saints, to the boiling point, to the boiling point. Says, okay, if you trust me in Egypt, now you got to trust me outside of Egypt. It's good. You got to trust me outside of Egypt. And the whole night, the whole night, as Israel was crossing the Red Sea, there was a blanket of darkness on the on the on the Egyptians. They could not see what God was doing. What was God's doing? God was separating his people, separating them. And then he allowed Pharaoh, the pride, the arrogance of Pharaoh and his men to go into the Red Sea. He, you know, that's his reason why you see what's been happening right now. You see how the government in the White House has been hardening their heart. God wants this. It's God's is leading into the Red Sea miracle. Wow. Oh, my wow. That's why you see the tug of war because, because 46 has hardened his heart. All of them. God is allowing them to harden their heart just like the days of Egypt so he can do his final plan. Whoa. Glory to God. Come on. Saints, don't be discouraged because you can't see. You can't see yeah. the Red Sea. That, that's the message. Don't be discouraged because you can't see the Red Sea. Ain't none of y'all Moseses. Okay, so he didn't see it. You don't see it. It doesn't mean it ain't coming. Yeah. Come on. So the Lord has revealed to me, and there's a few other prophets. He said there's going to be a Red Sea miracle since February. And I've been saying, look, we're going to get all this stuff. It's going to happen. But actually, I want to I want to rephrase that. I've been saying it on Elijah list since February of this year, but I've been saying it on YouTube since November of last year that this will end in a Red Sea miracle because God has to do some things before you see the final change. We're this nation is not going under. We're going over. Come on. Okay. There's going to be promotion and demotion. Promotion for those that are standing with God. What happened when the Levite said, I'm going to stand with Moses and the Lord? God promoted him right at that same hour. God allowed them to even draw closer. Saints, I, so I, I encourage you to stand with the prophets, stand on God's word, stand with God's prophets. Of course, you see a remnant of us doing this. You know, many of you didn't know they wanted us to sign a declaration, Pastorine. They wanted us to sign a declaration. That we missed it. I said, uh-uh. There's nowhere, there's no scripture in the Bible where where a prophet goes and apologize for what God said. As I'm being honest with you, even when Moses didn't see the move of God, he went back, he said, Look, Pharaoh's not letting him go. Why, why did you why did you call me? God never said, Well, go back to apologize to Pharaoh, go back to apologize. Maybe I, I shouldn't have sinned, I shouldn't have done it this way. He would went back with the same word. Thus says the Lord, you tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And when we read the scriptures in Exodus, Pastor Ren, saints that are listening, he went seven times and said, thus says the Lord, let my people go. It, and at that time, when, when the, during the first six or seven plagues, Moses didn't really see Pharaoh releasing a relinquishing. But Moses was getting more bolder and bolder and bolder. And that's what we're doing right now as prophets. We're getting more bolder, bolder, and bolder. And we're saying, no, 
This this nation is uh, is under the hand of God, not the hand of the devil. Only thing you're seeing right now is a separation between those that will stand for God's word and those that won't. Okay, that's what you're seeing now. So it, 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 it may be frustrating, but at the end of the day, those that stand for God's, you will be promoted. You're going to be more anointed, more appointed. Your 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 elevation and your territory is, is going to expand. These things are going to happen. And so that's why I encourage you, do not sit there and allow the media, which is a seducing spirit, and it has seduced a lot of the saints of God. It is a seducing spirit. When you allow a seducing spirit to seduce you, I don't care how much anointing you have, it messes with your walk. You say, what are you talking about, pastor? When you read 1 Kings, what happened? Elijah called fire from heaven, did he not? And the false prophets of Jezebel was executed. Did that not happen? It did. Yeah. Within, it looks like it would look like it was about 24 hours later. Elijah allowed fake news to seduce him, saying, This time tomorrow, the gods are going to destroy you. Elijah lost focus for over 40 days. It's in the scriptures. We're not making this stuff up, saints. The Bible said he went past his servant, he was running for his life. He wanted God to take him home. And every time he spoke to God, he was saying, what's going on? Everything is bad. Get me out of here. I'm the only prophet. Nothing's working out. I'm no good. He did. He, he played the victim spirit for almost 40 days until God got him alone in a cave in the mountain of God, which is near the wilderness area. And when God finally got him alone, he went through some changes where he needed to hear the voice of God. And when he heard the still small voice, God said, what are you doing here? Which means, why are you going backwards? And then he started to talk about all the stuff that Jezebel's doing. Once again, the media. And God said, wait a minute. I'm not taking you home right now. You got things to do to prepare for the next generation. That's us right now. We got things to do for our generation and to plant seed and for harvest for the next generation, saints. Come on. Okay, some things are coming to this nation and globally. My God. So I'm going to tell you this. When God was done with Elijah, at the end of the day, what did he say? He says, by the way, I want you to know this king, this king, this and this prophet eventually is going to replace you. He said, by the way, I have 7,000 in, 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 in the region of Israel. 7,000 that you don't even know about. He showed Elijah what was happening behind the scenes. When, when Elijah came back into his position, he was a new man. All of a sudden, when, he, when his eyes went back on the Lord... He was back in covenant with God. He was back in the, the direction of God. He was back doing miracles, you know, you know, this just ministering. He was and then he started to mentor the next prophet for him that was going to succeed him. And since so that's why I encourage you, don't don't look at that garbage, that 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 Jezebel mess, the media knights that tries to no, stay in the eyes of the Lord. That's why I love Isaiah. Those I will give them perfect peace, not imperfect peace, perfect peace whose, uh, whose mind is stayed on thee. Oh, my God. Amen. Oh, thank you, Pastor, for this. Amen. Amen. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want you to pray over everyone that's listening to this broadcast on Charisma. 
uh, mm. podcast and everyone that's on here right now. I just want you to pray over them that they get that impartation of being able to see what God is doing behind the scenes like you do, mm. where they can have that wisdom and revelation of what's happening behind the scenes in just a second. But I want to ask you one question before we we do that. Um, I, I want So you 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 told told us about the dream earlier that you had with Biden and what was happening behind the scenes. Mm. The, the one thing we can be guilty of a little bit as prophetic voices is uh, we can filter through our own leanings of desires and, and, and filter the prophet at word. In that dream, did you did you have any indication? I don't want you to overinterpret. Okay, I just want you. Did you have any indication of of that Red Sea moment? Was there any indication there, or you just saw the turmoil and struggle? Was there anything that we can look forward to, or that's not revealed yet? And it's okay. Don't overinterpret it, and don't feel like you need to. Okay, I can tell you this much. Out of that dream. I can literally tell you that we're getting close to something that's going to be historically that you will live to be able to tell your, your kids and your grandkids. This was what is what's about to happen. It's a greater movement than some of the things that we've read in the Bible because God's doing greater things. We're in a season, saints, um, and oh my God, pastor, I got to release this. You pastors that are listening to me. Stop chasing after old wine. We're in the season of new wine and new wineskins. Stop chasing after the old anointing. It's not going to work. Stop trying to get things back the way they used to be. Stop that. Move in the new dimension that God is trying to put onto you and your ministry. You have to understand when Jesus came on the scene, he could have went to the religious leaders, but they were setting their ways. They were setting their ways. It, it, it took one religious leader by the name of Saul to have to, he needed a road to Damascus experience to change his theology and the way he was thinking. And most of us are not willing to allow that to happen to us. We are in a new season of glory being released throughout the world, God's glory. And God wants to fill you. There's so much more the Holy Spirit wants to do with you. I welcome the new wine and the new wineskin on my life, my wife's life, our ministry. And even if you're not a minister directly, you are a child of God. Welcome up what God is about to do, saints. What he's about to do in your life, in our nation, in the body of Christ. Stop chasing after old stuff that doesn't have an anointing and and you, you, you know there's so much more that's happening and God's going to unfold, saints. It's so important. Amen. And with the situation with Biden, you know, he, he like I said, he confessed it in the dream that he is not where he's supposed to be. But the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. But I'm telling you, pray for his soul. I sense that that is going to come into play. Like I can feel it. My good friend, Chris Reed gave a word a while back that he saw Camilla Harris having a come to Jesus moment where she shifted her mindset. Something was going to happen. She was going to have a radical encounter. And suddenly there was going to be a shifting where she, her eyes were open to what was happening. And there was going to be a transformation that happened Ooh. in her. He saw it very clearly. And if you know, Chris Reed, uh, you know, he, he doesn't see wrong. I've, I've never known him to get something wrong. Uh, so 
I'm feeling and sensing like these two things are kind of in flow and lockstep with each other. Whatever's going to about to happen uh, there in Biden, it, there's going to be whatever that is, is going to cross over into Camilla as well as well. And we're going to see something that that it, it's got to be some kind of shaking. It's such a profound word. You know mm-hmm. what you talked about there, this Red Sea moment coming that kind of just stops everyone in their tracks. So something's happening with Biden. And uh, and I think that Camilla is going to have a come to Jesus moment over it. There's going to be an encounter that happens from that. That's so good. So I, I hope that, that that helps. And for many of you, uh, you know, it's great that we have prophetic voices. We're so glad we have prophetic voices to kind of tell us what's happening in the season. But God wants to tell you as well. And so oh. I want... I want Manuel, I want Pastor Manuel to pray over you guys as well so that God can release that on you. So God can help you to see what heaven is doing. So you're not always looking through your earthly lens, but you're looking through the eye of heaven in that. So would you mind just praying over them? Saints, as I've said in many broadcasts, there's no distance with that anointing. There's no distance. You just need to be in agreement. Be in agreement. The Lord is looking for his children to be in agreement with what he's doing and to trust him. God wants to be able to trust you with a dream that he gives you or a vision or a prophecy. But you got to be in agreement. You have to be in an agreement with the heaven so God can open up these doors. And saints, Lord, we just want to release this, this special anointing of dreams and visions on the saints. And as I'm praying, the Lord would have me to tell you, prepare your heart, prepare your, your, your home, saints. Run spiritual music in there, worship music through your home. Create an atmosphere for heaven. Create an atmosphere where, where, where the spirit of the Lord feels welcome. Create an atmosphere in your spirit do not pollute and dilute yourself with a lot of the, 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 the misleading, you know, seducing spirits in the, in the media nights right now. Don't do this, saints, because then you've got two wars going on in, in yourself. I surround yourself. I have worship music in my home 24-7. 24-7. I want mine, I want in heaven's environment. I want God to feel that he can talk to me anytime he wants to. Amen. Whether it's in my car, whether it's in my uh, our ministry, whatever. And that is not limited to me, saints. It's in the scriptures to sing melody songs unto the Lord. It's in the scriptures. David, God came to David all the time. But David was a worshiper to the Lord. But it's not limited to him. So, Lord, we release a special anointing. Some of you right now, my hands are feeling extremely hot. Some of you, you're able to touch the screen. Some of you will feel a special impartation. But we just want to impart into them. This person that was going to be watching me by the name of Julie. Receive it, Julie, right now. Receive it, Pamela. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it, Bonnie. Receive it, Bonnie. Andrea, receive it. There's certain names that are coming up on the screens. I'm also calling them out for you to receive. Receive it right now in Jesus' mighty name. Receive it. All this, receive it right now. It's an impartation. Whoa, with the Holy Spirit.
Just receive it in Jesus' name. Wow, there's how oh, there's there's some is either you or someone around you that you know a loved one that has COVID. Speak against it right now. There's, there, there, there's a there's a COVID anointing to 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 bring that to bring that virus out of that out of people. Just receive it right now. Many of you, we start we praying for people that have had issues that have you know, and you'll be able to pray for them. And God's going to do some a mighty work on them. Receive that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Wake up in the morning, says Lord, I'm in agreement with you. Come on, let's say it together, Lord. I'm in agreement with you right now. Come on, yes, Lord, Lord. I am in agreement with Lord, you. I'm in agreement with you. Yes, come on. Let's all say it. Come on, write it up. Lord, I Lord, am in agreement with you. I stand with you. Do you, 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 you realize it's it's that platform? Thy will be done on earth as it on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done in my life. You, God is looking for a people that will agree with Him. And I'm saying, I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna take you far. It's going to take you far in the kingdom of God. It's going to take you far. All right? Because we are the light and we are the salt and we shine through the darkness. Glory to God. That's right. Just receive it right now. Share this. Share this broadcast. Share this broadcast. There's a healing platform on this broadcast. There's an impartation on this broadcast. There's information on this broadcast. People need to know, saints. So stay connected with DNA of uh, of a dangerous church. Stay connected. Okay. We have to know what's happening behind the scenes. Glory to God. God bless every one of you. Wow. Amen. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the shameless plug. How do they find out more about your ministry and how do they follow you? Megapraiseministries.com. You can follow us on Facebook. Go to Manuel Johnson's Facebook. You can go, you can follow us, subscribe on YouTube, Mega Praise Ministries YouTube. We have a lot of powerful updated videos and you, you know, we have to stay connected. And when I say stay connected, I'm not saying stay connected with me, stay connected with the kingdom of God. So how do you do that? Through the word of God, through his prophets, his prophets. And I want to thank for those that have been praying for our ministry, praying for DNA of, da uh, of a dangerous church. Saints, it's important that you support the work of God. It's very important. Okay. I'm going to tell you that. Support the work of God. Support the ministries that where people are doing right, where the ministries are standing up for the truth. Okay, support them. And I want to thank for those of you that are following, that follow us, that sowed seed in our ministry. I thank you. I thank you for that. Because let me tell you something. The gospel, Jesus paid the price for that. But to get it out, to get it out, there's still a cost to that. There's still a financial cost. And so... As the Lord touches your heart to support DNA of a dangerous church, do it. As the Lord touches your heart to support Mega Praise Ministries, do it. And we want to thank you in advance because we're able, we're not just giving the word of God, okay? We're preaching the gospel. We're feeding the homeless. We're doing, that, that's a must because we got a bad homeless problem here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so we are, but we are making a difference. Our ministry is making a difference. So thank you for that. And, and uh, we have a book release release here from our beautiful wife, Shiva Johnson. Reveal the mysteries of His glory. Reveal the mysteries of His glory. So we have School of Ministry there, also on our website. So go to MegapraiseMinistries.com. And also, guys, if you if you want to grow more than just what's 
on uh, DNA of a Dangerous Church and you want more equipping and training, I do that through our partners program. Mm. And you can visit us, visit Pastor Manning on his website, give into his ministry, be a part of what he's doing, plug into that, but also visit us, ffc.church slash partners. And I, if you go there and become one of our partners, I'll actually give you my book, Breaking the Bastard Spirit for free. Number one bestseller on Amazon. I just got a hundred new fresh copies that I can sign and send out to some people for our partners program. So if you want to be a part of our partners program, we train and equip you video to video, no texting, no just listening. You get to be a part of the conversation and you get to be uh, trained uh, in a group setting, but but one-on-one in the power of what God is doing. So I want you to be a part of that if you would, and I will send you my book for free as a thank you for joining that. Hey guys, until the next episode, I want to thank Pastor Manny for being on here with us. And until the next episode, I want you guys to know that I love you. God loves you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to DNA of a Dangerous Church. Be sure to subscribe to the show on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com or iTunes, Spotify, Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow Pastor Ren Shuffman on social media and join our mailing list for exclusive bonus training content at www.ffc.church/dangerous. slash